Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. Today is our ninth episode. It's hard to keep it track of because I uploaded six yesterday, but this is yes, nine. Yes, but this is nine. Ninth episode of our Xenogears story analysis. We, we left off in the deep black prison at Kislev, and we were recruited by Rue Cohen to join the battling arena, and we were pushed along by Saitan, of course, so we headed to C-Block to do our first round of bouts there. That's right, and that's where we stopped. That's where we stopped. So, first of all, I have to comment on this because somebody was asking me about it while we were playing, where I was, while I was playing for patrons, streaming oh, for Patreon, patrons. Yeah. They were like, what do you feel about these, the way that like large cities are represented, like when you go kind of outward to the world map and you have like the little green arrows. Yeah, and you can kind you of can walk around like the road parts. I right? think it's awesome. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's very cool. And I, my understanding is this would probably, this, the, the general look of everything when you're in the overworld, it, like with the city, you know, when yeah. you're inside of Kislev, would look better if um, you were playing on a tube TV or Probably. something that wasn't like <laughs> HD or anything yeah. like that. Uh, everything would have meshed and would have looked a lot, looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it looks great still. I think, I think it think looks it, wonderful. I think it's super cool. Because yeah. you have your like regular world map, like overworld map, yeah. right? Where you can either drive the Yggdrasil around or run around. Yeah. But then, like, the cities themselves almost have, like, a, a secondary, yeah, like, a yeah. larger scale um, 2D image of, like, the like a bird's eye view of the yeah, city Yeah, just itself kind of mapped onto the That train, you can kind yeah. of run around into different, like, enter and exit points. It's really cool. I, I absolutely love it. I actually. think it's awesome. Yeah. Totally sells the scale yeah. um, in, in this kind of abstract way that we're used to uh, from these games at the time. And I think it's... I just think it's awesome. There's actually a part coming up that I can't wait to get to. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but just, again, selling the scale mm-hmm. of Kislev as a city. Uh, um, yes. There's an event coming up, if not in the next episode, for sure the one after that, but I think it will be next episode. Um, I, it's just, it's one of my favorite shots in the whole game. I freaking love it. But <clears throat> I really like it. Um, I don't know how other people feel, but I think it's super cool. It's cool, yeah. So you ran, kind of come around from D block over into C block. There's two guards that's sort yeah, of block Yeah, they you. won't let you. You're kind of like stuck to the roads more or less. You yeah. can't like just walk all over the city wherever you want. Right. Yeah. Which is true of life. You can't Which just is true of walk life. Over it's buildings. cool. No, I like it. I actually really liked it. It felt yeah. like you were relatively constrained but still super free to go wherever you wanted. Yeah, except the guards are blocking you from leaving yes. D or C block. You can't go into the civilian areas. You have to go straight to the battling arena and that's it. So uh, you go in there, and um, Rue comes out. This is, a, 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 I don't know how you, how you felt about like the passage of time from the time we arrive or like Faye wakes up in D-Block so when we're to the point where he's fighting. It felt like a single day to it me. It did, yeah, but I guess that's But Rue then says, several days ago, you were adamant about not piloting gears. Has something happened in the last few days to okay. make you change your mind in such a large way? And this kind of brought to mind, because I, I did a, a video about abstractions in video yeah. games probably like two or three years ago or something like that. Um, and in particular, you know, it, it was kind of, the, the video was kind of centered on how 
like the way like the JRPGs on on this era sort of handled getting across the idea of traveling long distances. Yeah, yeah. While or, having it actually be a very short distance. Right. Yeah. It's actually, you know, you walk for like five minutes from one city to the next, or even less than that probably. Well, in these old games, way yeah. less than that, yeah. But because you're a giant little man running mm. on this like small scale world, it, it, yeah. and you, you know, you encounter enemies randomly as you're going, it just gets across the concept of this huge journey. Yes. But in this abstract way. And I really liked that about the games I grew up with. And the yeah. more the more games have trended towards realism, especially with the, with the scale of their worlds and things like that, the smaller they've tended to feel to me. Because it's like, I think I used Skyrim as an example, right? Like mm, you right. can you can walk like just you know gently holding the stick forward, walk from one side of Skyrim to the other in like two and a half hours or something like that, yeah. which would be like. How far could I go in two and a half hours? <laughs> I actually, I actually figured it out. It would be like walking from Bountiful to Salt Lake. Oh, okay. So just like maybe a two cities worth. Yeah. You know. And that's the entire continent of Skyrim. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now again, there's a whole extra layer of abstraction going on there. They have like a day-night cycle that would have passed many, many days Except in the time that you walk in that two. Yeah. So there's still abstraction going on. Yes. Yeah. But my point is, is that I, I, I for some reason I hadn't thought that like many days had passed since he had last spoken with Rue in D-Block and then he and Saitan met mm-hmm. up. It felt like it happened in the course of like a few minutes, but this is actually days of time that have passed. There's, yeah. there's an abstraction going on here to keep in mind, I guess, about the how long Faye has been on his journey at this point. You know? yeah. It might seem like it's been, I don't know, a few days ago that Lahan was destroyed, but it's probably been like a month or two or something like that at this point. <laughs> yeah, right? at this point, yeah. So I thought that was interesting, just something to take note of. Mm, um, time is know. probably good passing a little faster in the world than, than might than seem. Than you realize, yeah. Yeah, or than you might realize. Um, the, she, in the course of that conversation, he's like, yeah, I'm going to fight, you know, explaining you know, his reasonings or whatever. And she goes on to say, you seem to have quite some confidence in fighting with Gears. I'm looking forward to, and then like a, an exclamation mark and a question mark appears above her head, like, oops, excuse me. <laughs> so like, she was gonna say something, but she's like, oh, I probably shouldn't say that, right? So she's a little bit sketchy, this character. She she's, has some ulterior motives, as everyone mm-hmm. else surrounding Faye seems to have. Yes, Hammer absolutely. is the same way, because you go talk. I know, Hammer's, yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he, go, he's so like shifty <laughs> about everything. He's yes. just like, oh, there's a thing, but uh, uh, gotta, gotta go, by, And yeah. he just runs out. You're like, oh, don't, never mind what I said, peace out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I still don't away. know exactly what's up with him. But. Yeah, something, it's like, it's almost like every character in the game, maybe aside from someone like Bart or like Margie, Mm. They all seem to have something they're not telling you. Yes. And they're all trying to use Faye somehow for mm-hmm. their own ends. And, you know, it just kind of takes me back to how frustrated Faye got back in the, the pirate's hideout. Like, when he exploded oh, yeah. at Doc. And he's like, why won't you guys like, leave me alone? Yeah. It's just, it keeps happening. It's like everyone is out to use Faye for some purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, gets, it, it can get really tiring after a while, but Hammer said something similar. He's like, okay, now for the battling. Do your best, bro, for Hammer's future to... Forget it. <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's trying to use Faye, man. Everyone's trying uh, to use him. Jeez, yeah. Um, but then... By the way, he is possibly the worst mechanic ever. 
<laughs> I mean, he sells us. He stuff. thinks he's That's good. fine. Oh, he thinks he's very. He good. thinks he's great. He, he missed something very big on this checkup right before this most recent battle. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't really go into details about it, and I, I suppose they don't need to. But um, yeah, the fact that Hammer missed this yeah. is pretty. <laughs> I mean, unless it's just like whoever uh, you know tinkered with it would just did like a, a really really a good very, job of hiding it or something yeah I, I don't know what the um, competency level in terms of mechanical engineering that character has yeah but and what all that yeah how big a, a bomb device would be being put inside <laughs> of a gear yeah and where um, you could hide it seemed pretty big to me but you know yeah so once uh, well I guess Faye isn't aware when he enters, like, which gear they're going to pair him with, right? So yeah, it's kind of a yeah. surprise when they show up and it's like, oh my gosh, it's the Veltal. It's a surprise, but it's also not a surprise. It's also not a surprise. <laughs> well, we're, we were privy to it because um, Sigmund, the Kaiser, was told to put well, yes. Veltal and, and he's Faye like, do whatever, yeah, let's by not. Uh, that mystery masked woman who was representing Graf, right? Right. She was the one who told him, put right. them there. So we knew that. But for all he knew, like, he's never going to see that gear again. It's been seized by Kislev, who were yeah. the ones who had had it to begin with. And it had been stolen right. by Gebler it, to which be Which is when the Lehan thing happened, yeah. Right. So it's like they got it back. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm never going to see that again. And then you walk in, and there it is. You've been paired. It's, mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I guess <laughs> I don't expect Faye, based on him being this kind of, like, backwater not necessarily the sharpest tool in the shed, yes, to, to not be able to see... Okay, someone's um, setting this up for me. Clearly. Everyone around me is pushing me to do yeah. stuff, and now this is here. Wait it, a second. It almost Wait seems like he does put some pieces together, but what's he going to do about it? Yeah, he can't. Like, do oh, you're about. setting me up. I'm going to stay here in the prison forever with a collar on my <laughs> neck. Like, no, he's got to use Veltal. It's weird. He even brings up that it's yeah. weird. But what can he do? He can't do anything. He, he has to just keep going. He and the, Satan says the funniest stuff there. Not super funny, I guess, but I don't know funny, interesting, that he uh, is like, oh, uh, I suppose they're just collecting data to yep. use for mm -hmm. for data's sake, and the data will be very important data that is collected <laughs> when it is collected. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just goes on about, oh, your data, and, and Faye's like almost not like, what data, what do you mean? He's like, they're like, oh, you know, there's data about things and how things work, and it's very useful. It could be very useful. <laughs> he just is so evasive and, like, vague about what exactly I, I love that he says, um, I, I, as if he, you know, wasn't aware this was going to happen. Maybe he wasn't in this particular case, but at least upon seeing it, he would have probably realized what's going on. Yeah, he yeah. says, hmm, I don't think this is coincidental. I am simply assuming... But they probably intentionally furnished you with Welltall to collect some data. So uh, Cohen, Rue Cohen, setting him up, and obviously the, it goes up the chain from there. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what Rue had mentioned. Oh, I'm excited to. Oops. Collect some data. Shouldn't have said <laughs> that, right? So let's talk about the uh, battling yeah. arena minigame. Uh, what did you What did you think of it? 
It was interesting. I really, so I didn't know what was going on at first, but that's because the way that they presented the instructions was so funny. They were like, do you have any questions? And you're like, what does the X button do? What does Y button do? What does the o zero circle button do? What does the square button do? And you've got to like go, and what does R and L do? And you've got to go and click to read. They didn't show you a map. They didn't just, like. Just tell you. Yeah. yeah and like one, you had to ask. One window <laughs> that gives you every button and yes. what it does. Now, yeah. I don't know when they started doing that. It could be they just hadn't thought to do it yet. Um, but or they couldn't for whatever other reason. But it was really it was a weird way to receive instructions. Yeah. Like what does X do? Well, X can do this or that. Okay, sweet. Um, anyways, then you go and it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, that's a pretty cumbersome way of doing it. I actually very didn't so. even it was very read strange. the instructions because I've played the game before, so I know how to well, do it. Why? So like, to make sure. So, I knew no, what was but going I'm on. glad that you that you went yes. through it because I I actually didn't remember. Did you do the practice mode? No. Oh, I did. It's great. It's fun because you can just kind of you you do your settings. I I didn't quite figure this out exactly, but it says frame rate, and then it has like uh, there's like some differences. You can adjust like different things what? within the game. Yeah, they they took it pretty seriously as an actual like arcade fighter, which. Is funny because I don't know that you do this again in the game. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just this one moment, but they like did a pretty good job programming it and making it feel like Virtua oh. Fighter or something yeah, like that. You know, yeah. and and it's it's surprising. And and I was talking about this with the patrons too while I was playing. It was like this would have taken a considerable yes. amount of time yes. and like team members and resources to develop. A like semi-functional mm -hmm. fighting system within their RPG game. They within have their RPG They game. have that. Yeah, and this, crazy. I guess, is just another thing you can add to the list of like, did this need yeah. to be there? Right. If it meant that they weren't going to have time to finish the game, you know, yeah, like were it, he it, to it's do things really again, cool though. Would this still be there? Like in an ideal world where Xenogears yeah. had. An unlimited budget and time. And more time. I yeah. absolutely want this mini game to yeah. be preserved as is because it's absolutely. freaking awesome. It's really cool. <laughs> it was really, really fun. Yeah. Do, doing playing in an RPG and doing like action fighting kind of yeah. um, I don't know what would you call it? What what type of? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a three D fighter. But yeah, like yeah. an arcade fighter. Having yeah. those types of controls in an RPG game, even just for a moment, is like really cool. It's really really. It, cool. And and it speaks to kind of like the part of what we like loved about Nier is, is breaking up the yes, gameplay with style from time gameplay. to time to keep it from being yeah getting old yeah. At the same time, and, and this is just a consideration, just something to think about. Again, I'm mm -hmm. not saying that I would want this mini game removed. Because I right. don't like the minigame. I love the It's mini cool. Game. I loved it too. But had they just had a standard turn-based gear battle for this part, how much time would they have saved yeah. to have then worked on things that didn't get finished? It, it did feel very strange to me that we're in a gear, we're fighting another gear. They, they already developed a whole battle system and a whole way that gears fight each other. Yeah. But they decided to do a different thing yeah. here. I, it felt weird. I loved it. It was cool, but it felt strange. It's like, it's, why don't we do this every time we fight? <laughs> or have some different battle system. Yeah, time. but it's like, well, no, you can't. But, but like, I'm like, I can, I can dodge. I can block. It's like really, it's it's pretty fleshed out. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's so. not, you know, Tekken or Virtual Fighter or something. But it's they even built in, yeah. they even built in like a replay system. Yes. So like, Where when you do a knockout, it's like. They show you like yeah, yeah. You have to consider the fact the that the last ten seconds from a development standpoint, you yeah. know, like it's saving video 
as you're fighting to replay to you. That's a pretty complex. Sure, yeah. That's not like a code that in a day kind of system. They worked on this for some time. Yes. We don't know how long. (laughs) I have no idea how long. But probably a while and probably several people. Actual game developers might have better insight. Sure. On what well, I'm sure something take, like this today could be programmed so easily. But if if you were a programmer in the '90s, well, especially on <laughs> then a, I really want to hear a young, inexperienced team that had never worked with 3D before. Exactly, they're just out of about. university. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> it's an ambitious choice, one of many that, yes. that we've talked about and will continue to talk about that led to, unfortunately, the second half of the game not really. Being finished, yeah, and so it's 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 kind of a thing I feel conflicted about. On one part, it's like it's so cool and so fun and such a nice change of pace, mm. a, a nice way to uh, keep the game feeling fresh as you're playing it. I would want to keep it for that reason. I understand the reason why they made the choice, yeah. But when faced with the ultimate fact that this probably took away months of time mm-hmm. <laughs> and a considerable number of you know team members. Should they have done it? I don't know, right? Yeah, but it is fun, and I really like it. Yeah, it was super fun, um, and it was pretty easy at the beginning. I was kind of nervous to do it because I just, how is this thing going to control? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Um, but at the beginning, it's it's pretty easy, but it does get difficult by the very end. You know, yeah, there's a couple increases a little bit. Yeah, um, in in challenge or difficulty, um, but they're pretty quick. I mean, usually a, a fight yeah. lasts about. Like twenty to forty seconds tops. Yeah, it's short. Um, but Leonardo is the pilot who you face first, and he was one of Rico's gang who you fought in the yeah. baptism. So mm-hmm. he's pissed. He wants revenge on Faye for beating yeah. him up or whatever. I guess if you had fought past him, I don't remember which in the order. Yeah, I can't was. remember either actually. But if you get to rank A, which is beating everyone but Rico, um, then you beat him. Then obviously sure. you would have beat him. Yeah. So, um, uh, Faye's gear is sabotaged by Leonardo, we learn, and it's sort of, there's an explosion, and he's mm-hmm. injured in this, and he, and he sort of, you know, is taken back into D-block and is being monitored there. And we get a scene with Leonardo and Heinrich in the sewers. And this is something that they do pretty regularly in the, um, in the D-block to earn money and things. The prisoners will go That's down right. into the sewers and clean them out and kill yeah. rats and... Like Final Fantasy XII, like Vaughn at the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get some cash money, kill some, some yeah, low-level you know, monsters. Collect some, uh, I think like the Ethos uh, has a, uh, like a, he- a headquarters of sorts in D-Block where you can trade in like fangs and mm, yeah. other you know, parts you get from monsters yeah, and, and yeah. trade that for money. So that's how the D-Block prisoners like earn money, or one of the ways that they do. <clears throat> And so Leonardo Heinrich are down there, and he's admitting to him that he sabotaged Faye's gear. Yeah. And he's, they're worried that if Rico were to find out, they'd get in a lot of trouble. Huge and he's like, trouble. Don't worry. Like, it's like not a problem. That was a little too over. Like, yeah. it was a little too obvious we did, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Heinrich's worried. Leonardo's trying, is also, but trying not to, like, mm-hmm. say so out loud. But as they're down there, we get this first person. Uh, View, yeah, red tinted, a red tinted, yeah, uh, first person view of something down there hunting mm-hmm. these guys down and killing. They them. call it a monster. Yeah, yeah. So it kills Henrik first, and he's just like whoop, ah, and he just it's his first person, and then the other um, 
is it Leonardo? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh no, what's wrong? And then we see it first person again, but he goes, oh, whoa, what is this? It's a monster. And I'm looking it up in Japanese just to make sure that's what he said. It is the word monster, bakemono. So he, 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 they're referring to a monster specifically. But what's weird about that <laughs> is that Faye wakes up saying, I just had a weird dream. And um, mm. that connected some interesting dots for me specifically. <laughs> but he, you know, that was his dream, but it would, but it actually happened, right? Mm-hmm. But face. I'm it. so glad you picked <laughs> up on it, man. That's so cool. Because uh, yeah. when you go back in the sewer later and you get the first person view of the monster, it's green tinted. It's yes. not red tinted. Exactly. It does have mm-hmm. red hair or a red cloak or something like that. The the monster you fight, Redrum, does yeah, have red. Because they said beware hair. the red monster or something like that. Yeah. It was written in blood on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Redrum has some red ish. But the lens, the lens through which we see everything when we're seeing through that POV is green. It is yeah. not. It is not. And red. it had many opportunities to surprise them or attack them as they're going through the sewers. Yes, it, it was kind of running away from it them. It kind of avoids them the yes. whole time. Yeah. Only Until when they use the bell exactly. and call it out does it actually attack. Yes. Yes. Which is interesting because that's very different from the behavior, the predatory behavior of the monster that attacked Heinrich. Yes, yes, quite different. So they are are not the same thing. A different tinted... There's another thing that happened, too, that led to a further connecting of dots for me that happens a little bit later, Um, but it's when Satan is talking to the Emperor again. Yes. Which, does that happen during this It does. We'll get to it. Okay, good. When we get to that, then I'm going to maybe connect some more dots for everybody. Yeah, so that's cool. That's really cool. I think a lot of people are going to be impressed that you picked up on on (laughs) that. so, yeah, uh, the, Leonardo and Heinrich get killed. Faye wakes up, like you're saying, oh, I had this weird dream, and so yeah. I can kind of, you know, okay, you got to go back and fight, and right. we're going to act separately for, for a little while here. You go back and you battle two more times, you come back and you sleep. You go back and you battle two more times, you yeah. come back and you sleep. And, and you have to that come back and sleep, yeah. Yeah, it's at that point. So you've been battling here for like a couple days now. Again, passage of time, right? Yeah. In, and I really loved that when you finish with your bouts, it's nighttime when you Yes, when you come so back you out. come back and everything's dark. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was really cool. It was I really, really cool. Liked I had to adjust the brightness on my screen a little. It was, it was it, pretty dark. But. This is a good way of suggesting, okay, time is passing. Yes, which, which since they hadn't done that before, that would lead you to further believe that previously had only been one day right. or a few hours. <laughs> um, but because there is a night not cycle, but a night version Tint of D-Block yeah. that they didn't use before, which right. means, which means was it ever night before? Which right. means it was all one day, but it clearly wasn't. That's yeah. just a thing that they didn't do. So it's at this point that Rico comes down to talk to you, and he, he is suspicious that Faye is responsible for the murder of all of his gang. Because yeah. it's his gang that were targeted in the sewers. Right. And... Um, Faye was obviously, uh, Faye's gear was sabotaged by one of Rico's guys. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, you know, this is, this doesn't, this looks a bit suspicious, don't you think? Yes. And Faye's like, uh, what are you talking about? That wasn't me. Like, of course that wasn't me. Like, I'll do anything to prove to you. I'll come with you right. into the sewers to prove to you that, like, I wasn't the one. And Saitan's even like, hmm, okay, so like, this is why you think that. All right, you know, doing his thing. And Saitan's like, I'll come too. Yeah, I'll come <laughs> along. So if I were Rico, though, and the guy who I suspected I of killing we're my like, guys. I'll come with you to, to pr- prove it. <laughs> no, I think you're trying to kill me. 
it feels a little obvious. This is how arrogant Rico is in his own abilities. Yeah, he's like, this murderer wants to accompany me, but I can handle it. Yeah, I'll just. I'm good. I'll kill him. Yeah, if he tries to kill me, right? So Rico, obviously, yeah, like you said, he feels confident as a man. Yeah. Um, but they all go down together to investigate the sewers. Now, I really like this dungeon. Um, however, it is probably the first good example in the game mm. of a problem that the game has in that a lot of its dungeons look very samey, as in they're using the same assets, mm-hmm. the same bridges, the same wall textures, the yeah. same doors, the same uh, hallway construction. Sure. Over and over again, mm, yeah. and without a mini map, with only a compass, mm. it can be very, very easy as you're sliding that camera around oh my gosh, to become to be like, where totally lost, absolutely, and have no clue yeah. where you came from or where you've been, yeah. and it's going to get worse from this point. <laughs> well, there is a there is a place that you can go that has a map if you happen to yes. go there first. Lucky you. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be lost for a while before you see it. And I was really disappointed when I saw the map because I was like, this isn't that complicated. (laughs) Why why do I keep getting lost? It's like... It's like one thing with like two branches in one way, and then that's it. It's just like a little like the letter well, K this is, on a map, and I'm like, I can't. I keep getting lost. In here. the modern age, like the mini map has become such a staple yeah. of gaming, and this it's hard to this navigate. This idea, it. yeah, it becomes yeah. hard to like read a, like mm. a traditional map in the way that you would in real life, <laughs> exactly, because like, you always know where you are. Like yeah, you yeah. can always see an icon that represents you in the space. Yeah. And as you turn, the minimap will sometimes turn with you. Yes, yes. And it, it, they've made it so easy mm-hmm. to navigate maps in the modern age that, and, and I kind of have conflicting feelings on this because like one of the things I loved about like Final Fantasy XV, one of my favorite aspects mm-hmm. of the game, was that some of its dungeons did not give you a minimap like yeah, that. On purpose, you had yeah. to learn the dungeon. You had to yeah. memorize its, yeah. um, you know, sort of like uh, landmarks and things and be like, okay, that's there. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and it, it returned me to a time back growing up on NES games and yeah. things where you had to memorize or take notes yeah. on the layout of the dungeon you were exploring. Right. And it was kind of part of what made it so much fun because it was challenging to just like, navigate or really explore. It really was challenging, yeah. So there's an aspect of how Xenogears does this that I appreciate for that reason. Yeah. At the same time, I very much understand the frustration because mm-hmm. there aren't any landmarks <laughs> to really right. memorize because the assets in the dungeons are too samey. They're too similar. So it's really easy to get lost. Yeah. However, I really like this dungeon. Oh, you know what makes it even harder is the random encounters. Yes. Because you'll go into an encounter and then you'll come out of it disoriented. Yes. Not knowing which way was was it left or right. Did the camera leave where it where it left off or can I even remember where I left it off when the battle started? Right. Um, that can be disorienting as well. Yeah, totally. And so, you're, but the, the whole like premise, I guess the story premise of the dungeon is kind of it's cool. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cool. I like it's fun. It. I like You're it. going around investigating these murder sites where this monster, uh, um, you know, allegedly yeah. killed all these people. And it's you're, you're, as you're going through it, you kind of you you have to kind of they, they're vague in in the it's not even okay. So it's not even just the fact that you don't get a modern mini map to like help you orient. 
Mm-hmm. The and the the characters don't say on the nose what you're supposed to do or how these are linked. They're kind of like right. making you're they're right. making observations about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they're in a very vague way. They're hinting to the player that might be important, and this is why. Yeah. So like they'll say, "Oh, these like this slime is appearing around these the sort of um, pipes, ducts, or yeah, pipes, yeah. or whatever, where, where water is spilling into the main stream." Right. And they also mention like it doesn't seem like the monster is you like killing in the same area. Yeah, it always like, goes into different. It places. goes into a different area. So if you find, so the hint is, if you find a murder site near one of those slime-ridden ducts, that's not where the monster will attack this time. Yes. So trying to like figure all that out and go, which one should I go to ultimately? Yeah. To to draw out the monster to fight me. It's the one that, that doesn't, doesn't have, have a murder site nearby. Yeah. But putting that together is not easy. <laughs> yeah. So right? I actually made a little um, a little fun connection here that I f- believe was intentional. Yeah. But the the red monster underground reminds me a little bit of it. Oh, um, sure. Some Stephen King stuff. Yeah. And specifically that <laughs> it... I don't mean to cut you off, by the way. Go ahead. Somebody said that Dan looks like that clown. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't unsee <laughs> that. I can't unsee it anymore. Well, you know, I've always been seeing Chucky. You remember the Chucky, yeah, Chucky doll? As well. I've been seeing Chucky as Dan. <laughs> and so I don't know that the it thing is worse. I guess it is. They're both bad. They have the same hair. <clears throat> but yes. anyways, go on. Okay. Also, the fact that it doesn't kill in the same way or in the same place. Yeah, multiple times. So there's some Stephen Kingish well, kind of references. And on top here. of that, the name of this boss is Redrum, exactly, which exactly. is from The Shining. Yes, right? yes. Murder spelled backwards. Yes. So definitely Stephen King influenced yes. this little. So, feature. but yeah, I I was kind of feeling it, feeling it even before seeing the name. But I, I for some reason, I kept thinking, okay, not the same place twice. I don't know why, but in part, it was the red. Um, but. That uh, Ridrum doesn't look particularly slimy to me. Yeah. Did it look slimy to you? No, not really. It's like a skeleton looking dude <laughs> that looked quite dry actually. Yeah. So why is this slime appearing all over where? Good question. Okay. That's not important really, but I something I thought about. Something to think about. <laughs> something to think about. Anyways, I like the dungeon. Um, you end up going into yeah. kind of the sewage treatment plant. And you get the bell from there, and then you use that bell at the right spot, and you lure the boss out to fight. Yeah. Now, I don't know um, what your experience was with fighting this boss, but this is one of, especially for this part of the game, one of the toughest toughest bites oh, you're going to fight. it took a long time, for in sure. In the whole game. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have expressed how cheap they feel the boss is, <laughs> um, right. how difficult the fight is. Mm-hmm. And um, this is just another example of many, many that I've had where I'm on either side of this debate, right? Yeah. Um, RPGs of this kind, I would not ever really describe as being difficult or hard. Right. Because it's all about how you are prepared beforehand. Yeah. Not necessarily about like a a skill that -hmm. you have to develop. I have to get really good at dodging or recognizing patterns or or you know, attacking a, a spot or aiming and shooting. There's not right. like a, a skill you develop so much as, as it is um, having like a sound knowledge of how the combat works, how to protect yourself from things, and yes. having the right equipment. Understanding the system. Understanding and the abilities and what they do. Yeah. 
a lot of it, if an RPG is hard, you just didn't grind enough. <laughs> like that's, that's almost always the reason why. That's that's one aspect of it too. Is you just have to be at a mm-hmm. level where you have the yeah. high enough defense level, or you and earn the ability that allows you to protect against this. It exactly, gives you more yeah. attacks, it increases speed. That's one aspect. The other is what is your equipment setup, and do you even mm-hmm. realize that you have an ability that protects you against fire? <laughs> right, right. Or right. that you can cast an ability like Saiten has an ability, I think it's called Renki, where it's like he casts mm-hmm. it and on the next turn his ether ability will be applied to all the party rather than yeah. just one. So you could cast Renki on round one and then on round two um, there's a Suise, I think, ability that's a fire oh, protection sure. ability yeah. and you can cast that on your whole party. Right. So it's like in two turns, your whole party is protected from fire ability. And Very there's nice. like there's Very like an convenient. acid rain um, attack that the boss does, and you mm-hmm. can diminish significantly the damage that that does. Right. It's all about just understanding the mechanics. Yes. Right. And things are named weird, which is part of why if this was yeah. called like fire protectant, and <laughs> <laughs> but instead yeah. it's called a weird thing, where which means you have to go into your item menu and and read read it what things are description ahead of time. Which, mm. if you're interested in the game, you'll do. Um, if if you aren't interested in <laughs> learning about the game, then you don't do it. But it's not necessarily spoon fed to you. Yeah. And so some people who may have had a difficult experience, but it's like, oh, but grinding's boring, or no, I don't want to have to read in the items menu mm-hmm. like for forever because there's tons of things in this game. Um, but but it's like, well, but that that's on you because RPGs, <laughs> you have to do that for RPGs. You yeah. just have to. Yeah. And one thing for me, just just. I always, anytime I can just level grind, I do. I always want to be well, well above right where I feel like the game wants me to be yeah. um, before I go and do anything. And that's yeah. just part of me. I don't like <laughs> random encounters. I don't like um, having to redo things. Yeah. I don't like it when when things get difficult and I have to think really hard to strategically beat a boss. I just want to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so even though that means grinding, and it, you know, it can be fun and interesting to grind sometimes, but I often will find a spot and just like stay there for like a way yeah. too long and get way too overpowered. And the game's still fun for me when I do that. <laughs> it is still fun. That's a valid way to play. I, it's like it's easy mode. I'm just playing it on easy mode, but that's right. fine. I'm here for the story. Well, another another advantage um, <clears throat> that a little bit of grinding can do is give you some room for failure. Like it's yeah. not like you're just going to get wiped out in two turns. Because right. you didn't know, I need to cast this and this to get. Yes, it gives you what is it? Forgiveness. Yeah, if, um, you have a little more HP, leeway. a little more right. resistance to magic, a little more defense. Yeah. So maybe it'll take four turns for the boss to kill and you. Who knows? Maybe and you can. In figure that out. time, you experiment with a couple things. And go. Oh, yeah. okay. I figured it out. I know what to do. Right. Now, like in the midst of the fight, which I think is more fun generally to for figure me, it, it out in the fight. Yeah. Rather than oh, I went to the fight and died. Now I know what to do. I'll go back and redo that, and now that. I'll be I, I avoid that at all costs. I don't love that <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the time. I'm, I'm so, not, some people do, though. There's yeah, like a yeah. Dark Souls kind of element to totally. that, that that's fun. Totally. And people get excited like, about Like, Bravely that. Default can be very much that way. That oh, series, really? the boss fights can, can be very... Um, uh, like, there's a lot of layers to the mechanics, and each one has mm. their own... Like specific sort of like uh, like each boss has their own little gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And you you have no way of knowing that before stepping into that exactly fight. until you, you have see to them. Figure it out. You don't know the tells until you realize it's a tell. They do it, and it's like you know what? Yeah. I got wiped out. I'm calm about it. 
mm-hmm. know what it does now. Now I'll go try this. There's a right. whole element of fun that I do enjoy in that series of approaching things that way. Knowing I'll yeah. probably die a couple times on this boss. Right. I'm okay. I'll figure it out and come back sure, and, and sure. try different party, um, like different uh, combinations of classes because they have different abilities. Let's look through and read all that and learn how the game That works. makes sense for Bravely Default, generally speaking, just because of the Brave slash Default like, yeah. system with right. there where it's like, oh, dang it, I did one thing when I should have done the other, right? right? And then you just go back and then do it in the right order next time right. and then you... There, there are other examples where I'd rather not do that. I'd rather like right. find out the gimmick and be able to have the ability in fight to respond to that or to change mm. tactics. And sometimes that requires being a little over-leveled so that you have a little yeah, cushion little where you can take a few hits, a few mm-hmm. hard hits and be like, okay, this isn't working. Yeah, Let's change direction yes. here. But anyways, I say, I say all of this um, to, to be very aware on one hand that when I was 10 and I played Final Fantasy VII for the first time, I got very, very stuck on Hojo. The boss oh, fight was very difficult at for the end me. Of Midgar, like yes, early. I okay. couldn't beat the right, game. Right. I actually quit. Oh. I stopped there and replayed the whole game from the beginning about three months later because okay. I could not figure out how to win that fight. Right. But on this one, I was older. <laughs> I beat this boss on my first attempt the first time I played it, nice. and I remember going online and everyone talking about how hard Redrum is. I was like, right. That fight didn't seem that hard to me. I wonder why people struggled so bad with it. And I even went back and looked at my footage, the, the ones that I think that oh, you're using yeah, to when record. I, to get footage, yeah. And yeah, I beat it on my first attempt, and it didn't seem like I was ever really in that much danger of dying. So it's really just a matter of how advanced a player are you. I think a lot yeah. of people who played Xenogears for the first time were probably the same age I was first playing Final Fantasy VII. They're kids. Maybe this is your first or second or third RPG. You don't really know yeah, it deeply yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. But I was in my 20s yeah. when I played Xenogears for the first time. I'd beaten many, many JRPGs before. Right. I kind of understand how they work. And Once you get how they work, yeah. it is... Easier. You, uh, there's, very, uh, there's very few cases where RPGs can really surprise you yeah. with their battle system. Yeah. Right. And there's some, there's some ways that can still... That it can still be done, but generally speaking, it's like they're they're all pretty similar in that regard. Once yeah. you figure it out, yeah, the game's not like going to be just super unfair to you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> the way you thought as a kid, it's like no, no, yeah. it's fair. You just got to get the system. Yeah. In any case, I love this whole dungeon. Um, it's a it's a great boss. It's a great dungeon. It's uh, got a nice dynamic between the characters. You got Rico there, who's and and uh, and Faye, who are kind of building a rivalry. Yeah, I like them together. Okay, so when we first unlock the door to get into the aqueducts, we're like, okay, now is everything ready? Are you guys ready? Do we need to do anything? And Rico just opens the door and walks right in, and we're just like, ah, oh, dang it! So we've got to go in after him. But yep. like he, he, that's that's his character, right? He mm. just like goes and does things recklessly, kind of sometimes. Yeah, but at yeah. the end of this, after having fought the boss and killed it, um, Saiten has a line where he says. It had normal, human-like intellect. No, it's better to say, had left remaining. I think that's a clumsy way of writing that line, but I think what he means to say is that there was some human intellect still still there there. in this thing, right? And he says it's really rather sad. Yes, he also says some other things before that. This, um, I don't know that we find out more about this later, but this this is a very strange kind of sequence of events here because... We're chilling with Rico. We're like, see, I told you I didn't do it. And he's like, where's Satan? And we're like, oh, he's out burying the thing we just killed, right? Yep. Like he's burying, the he monster. had to bury the monster. And 
I think I'm starting to distrust him <laughs> like a lot more than I was early on because my thinking is Satan, Satan is gone because I had made a connection earlier on with the red tinted POV versus the green tinted POV. My thinking is that thing is not what was killing people and but it conveniently just happened to show up when we needed a convenient reason to get off of Rico's bad side. And then Satan just happens to disappear and he's like hiding it or he's, he's doing something with the thing. In the meantime, afterwards, um, it's, it's a little kind of suspicious. It actually mm. makes me wonder if we even killed it if, or if he put it there in the first place so that we could find it and now he's got to go put it back somewhere else wherever he got it there's something weird really really weird going on with Satan. situation now i guess because i didn't realize oh no he was we're talking like the human-like intellect uh, at this part of the game we start getting introduced to the demi-human concept yeah. that mm. you know they actually start explaining it yeah um and this could just play into that where it's like oh he was part human but still part yeah. human is still a valuable thing to be and so i'm gonna go give this thing a proper burial um but it feels more to me like satan's like i've got to go cover some stuff up oh my gosh i'm so glad that worked kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> okay and yeah so i'm not i'm not i'm starting to distrust him i still want to trust him i still feel like he's helping us in general but this was the first time, the first thing he did, where I'm starting to think like, I don't know, that was weird. Well, with that but, line but, of thinking. I think it's because a lot of people died. Yeah. And I'm like, Satan's covering up something that seems different than the stuff that he was doing before. Mm -hmm. it just seems different. Keep that thought in mind, because I want to see how that applies to his conversation with the Emperor here in a second. But Okay. Before they leave the sewers, Faye notices that Rico has a wound on his arm from the battle. Ah, yes. And so this has kind of set up a dynamic where the first time Rico and Faye fought, Faye didn't really care about fighting. Yeah. So it's like he wasn't really trying that hard and right. Rico beat him up and it's like, yeah, yeah but I wasn't trying. Now exactly. it's like next time we fight, Rico has a wound on his arm, so he has an excuse for why he's not at full power yes. level. So we still haven't and seen. And I'm these, actually trying. Yeah, we haven't seen these two people yeah, fight each other like at full, full power level, level yeah. full engagement. Yep. It's kind of like delaying this and creating this rivalry that I think is really nice. But Rico's like, don't even think about taking it easy on me. Mm -hmm. Don't think about my well-being. Like, right. You, or else I'm going to kill you. Like, so you better be on top of your game. You better give me your full effort. And he's like, all right, I will. Okay. So that, that's kind of a nice moment. But then um, we cut to Sitan having another report to the emperor. And this, this sort of makes it more obvious that this is some kind of telepathy or something. Yes, because it's, it's happening now. Now. It's happening in real time yeah. right now. And he's... Obviously not there, where yes, the emperor is. Yes, I don't is, believe he's right? there. He's yeah. reporting, but he's with Faye in D block. Yeah, exactly. Right. So this is some kind of ethereal telepathy that they're doing back and forth. And there's something that the emperor says that sort of alludes to this too. Like the emperor isn't where, like the emperor is somewhere else too in reality. Right. So yeah. <clears throat> um, the emperor says, "Has he awoken?" And Sai Tan says, "Yes." Twice, no, three times to be exact. So I wanted to ask about this. Yes. I, ha I have a note here. This is this is big. Let's let's go 
through all the times. Let's go through the times. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this because is what I to this do. is where this is the thing. This is this is where the the dots were kind of more or less Connecting. starting to connect a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, first time was Lahan. Yes. Right. Boom. Nuclear explosion. I don't remember if he wakes up again until this recent one uh, in the desert near Ave. Or yeah. in Ave. Yeah. It doesn't happen again, nope. right? Because, so like, we was... were in the caves, but we didn't really go nope. all out. We didn't blow up. We nope. just kind of, like, did and a And cool Saiton wasn't move. there anyway, so we wouldn't have been That's able true. to observe it. He wouldn't that. have known. But the, we didn't nuclear bomb everything. No. The second time was right before we got the D block in Ave. Desert. The second time. Yes. So that's two. But he says two. twice, no, no, three times. Three times. And if you, <laughs> those were the two times were obvious. The third time, I don't know. And it would, it, so they're showing that he kind of forgot that it happened because it wasn't as big of a thing. Right. right? But it would have to be the fact that we really are the person that killed the people in the sewers, the sewers. and that the red point of view that we had the dream of was us. Which has big implications for um, what happens like earlier on in the game as well. I don't know if we need to go into that right now, but we, when he awakens, mm-hmm. it's while Faye is asleep. Yes, and he is Faye, which I kind of understood because they keep bringing that up, like oh he this or that. But what I didn't know is that when he awakens, it's not referencing just like this super powerful like atomic bomb that he has or um it's not referencing just like the fact that he blacks out or anything like that right it's referencing something that he can technically be conscious of that he is physically doing and that the other people who he's doing it to refer to him as a monster when it's happening meaning he doesn't quite look the same Mm. (laughs) right (laughs) which brings us to Earlier times with, um, what's his name? What's his name? Ramses. Ramses. Yeah, yeah, where he saw that red-haired Joker flash with On us and fate. being like, oh, I've seen these moves before and oh no. And it brings me to many other events, I suppose. But it's pretty clear at this point, I think it's very clear at this point, that we, we the, the thing that awakens in us is is us, but it's not like totally completely us and it's not just a nuclear bomb like the way that things happen in Lahan kind of I feel like it was kind of a little bit misleading probably on purpose probably it's I'm thinking of it like a nuclear bomb right like if he awakens everything blows up but this shows me that that's not actually necessarily the case because with Ave that's kind of what I figured happened with Ave oh no our friends are dying we woke up boom nuclear bomb and uh, and, uh, yeah similar thing where like there was this radiation that was released as a huge explosion right yeah and I've been, you know, all the episodes up to now, I've been, I've been saying nuclear bomb, nuclear bomb, to <laughs> reference when yeah. he awakens. But this was not a nuclear bomb. And so when he awakens, it doesn't have to be a nuclear, it doesn't have to be something that blows up a city. It could be just a part of him. And th- this is interesting, because he kills Leonardo, which is like, he wants to get back for being wronged. Yeah. Like, there's a part of him that feels, oh, this was wrong, and then this part of him is like going out and just getting revenge for Faye. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're not just passively connected. They're not just like, oh, there's another person inside of me. It's like they are they're intrinsically connected. <laughs> <laughs> they are very closely connected. In fact, you would even say they are the same person, but they don't appear as the same person and whatever. Okay. Well, and then there's the so, fact that you have the red tint. 
Yes, the which red connects tint. the red with the red. With the red but, hair. But also, yeah. the it was a very predatory action. Oh, absolutely. In the Leonardo series yes. sequence. Whereas the green tinted was very evasive. It was very evasive, yeah. Yeah. So they were not acting right. with the same drive, I guess, yes. internal drive, right? So, yeah, I'm just, that's so cool that you picked up on that. That's awesome. It's, it's good stuff. It's very good stuff. But I'm realizing, I'm, re- I'm remembering now, in, in reference to what I said about Satan and how I feel like he put Redrum down there <laughs> as a distraction on purpose because we didn't talk about this. There's that little green old man dude monster yeah, that lives in the sewer. Gramps. Gramps, yeah. yeah. And at first I'm like, oh, he's just going to turn into the monster. He's just, <laughs> it'll be him, right? But Gramps says something when we talk to him. He says, um, oh, our new, my new neighbor. Yeah, my new says, neighbor. says like my new neighbor, specifically like new. I think yeah. he says new, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As in like this thing very recently showed up, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know at this point whether he's referring to us or Redrum, but I believe he's referring to Redrum. But either way, it just it just recently happened to show up. As coincidences yeah. are kind of out the window now, especially given that we go to the battle arena and we have Veltal. It's yeah. like that's not a coincidence, right? There I, in this game and in all most all stories, there are no coincidences, right? And that's you know that's just something to. Note, but Good the Gramps, stuff. Gramps is pretty funny. I was yeah. almost positive because he's green. Yeah, that robot. And then Redrum's not green, and that yeah. was confusing for me. Yeah, it's definitely easy to, first of all, not make anything of the different tints and color, but yeah. one to like also like maybe read too much into green and Redrum's not green, and you I, know, <laughs> I think. Uh, well, after seeing Redrum and being like, hey, he's not green, he's also not slimy, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I, I think that they were just showing us that there's the red tint for our dream sequence, and then there's just a not red tint for the other stuff. It's just, it's just not red. It doesn't mean it is green, but it's not red. They're just yeah. showing a distinction. Sure. They're just separating them exactly. out for us. Exactly right. Because if they didn't do any tint, <coughs> then, then we could still think that the red would have been the same thing where right. just that was a past filter. It would be harder to <laughs> like overtly <laughs> differentiate. <clears throat> right. Like this is definitely a different thing. Yes. Right. And that that made it obvious that it's different. <clears throat> now it kind of got a little confusing because I don't know why they chose green, but it did show me that there was a distinction there. Sure. So this um this conversation goes on between Saitan. So he says, yes, yes, twice. Wait, now that I think about it, actually it's been three times. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, may I ask you this, he goes on. Why would he be moved to a place like this? Was it the elders? The emperor says, nay, they're hoping for a more immediate disposal. I don't blame them. They have a deeply etched fear of him. But why can't they just get rid of him? Because Graf is involved, and so, Graf wants him. I understand that, but they know where he is. I'm, I'm, I'm operating under the assumption that Graf is a rogue agent, a separate from the, um, the elders, what are the they called, the, uh, the gazelle, the gazelle and that the gazelle have immense power and can kind of do whatever they want. And that Graf, were Graf to openly go against the gazelle, in open defiance, that Graf would not win. Well, That's the way I see it. That's yeah, the way I'm I mean, getting. We still have right. a lot more to learn about. Yes, 
But Graf doesn't yeah, seem like the all powerful. I can take down the. Well, he obviously he's the, afraid of Miang. So like, yes, and that's part of it. There's some so limits. To he's afraid of he Miang. He's not in the power position there, and these elders of the gazelle are speaking as though they're the orchestrators of everything. Right, but remember, it was Graf's masked representative who moved uh, Faye into D block to begin with. So that was at the command I, of Graf. I thought that, that was, was at the command of the of the. The, the Gazelle the Ministry. So that woman mm. said that she represented Graf specifically. Oh, okay. And she asked Faye to be moved to D-Block and the Veltal to be moved to D-Block. Now, I love that all the bad guys of this game are <laughs> all have different motivations and they're yeah. different. But it does get a little confusing as to who's sure. doing what. Which bad guy? It's when, sure. when they're all operating under the one great bad guy umbrella, it's easier to be like, oh, just bad guy, whatever. But... Which bad guy actually seems kind of important in this game? Yes, because they're all quite different, it's, and it's, so I miss certain things like that. It's hard to keep it all yeah. in check. It's it's there's a lot going on. Yeah, so there's like five different bad guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, which one? I'm not used to thinking about this in games, so that's kind of so cool actually. The emperor is saying that the elders um, have a deeply etched fear of Fey, and and they want to get rid of him. So Saitan is saying. Uh, you know, okay then. And the emperor says, oh, oh, sorry, I'm going to put this on the screen so you're seeing the text itself. Saitan is suggesting, well, if that's the case, then dot, dot, dot. And the emperor's response to that, again, vague, yes, probably. So they know something we're not privy to at this moment. If, that, if they're going to take out Faye, that means something that they're referring to that they know that we don't know, right? Yes. And then Saitan says, it would be hasty to dispose of him now. I do not think it is too late to wait until we find out his purpose. The emperor says... Wait, but this, when it says it would be hasty to dispose of him now, it should be too late. The, the he, his is not in quotes, right? It's not in quotes this time. Which means I don't know who they're talking I think about. <laughs> I think they're talking about Faye here. Okay. And, and again, this is my second playthrough. Maybe I'm missing something, but I'm pretty sure they're talking about Faye here. The, the normal Faye. Um, the Emperor says, if, uh, uh, or sorry, I do not think it is too late to wait until we find out his purpose. I then, assumed that they knew his purpose, or that they had a purpose for him. Well, we're going to... I suppose Graf does. These aren't Graf. I get it. We're but, going to learn a lot more about Faye okay. throughout the... Po- I'm going to say this without spoiling anything. We're going to learn a lot more about Faye throughout the course of the game mm-hmm. and what the purposes they're referring to. Okay. We just don't know it yet. We're not privy to it. This is just a, a setup for some mystery behind Faye's purpose. The Emperor says, if that is your judgment, then so be it. So he's kind of leaving it up to him. But that's important, though, <clears throat> because previously, with Satan's previous communication with the Emperor, it was the time of the gospel, and Emperor was just like, yes, it has begun. And it was very much, Satan is in a very subservient position that the Emperor dictates and Satan does, and that's yeah. really the sixth of the relationship. With this one, we see that Satan actually can offer pushback, give his own suggestions, and Satan actually has a great deal of control with whatever the Emperor is trying to do. Like, they're, they're working together, it seems, but Satan, if Satan's like, eh, I don't think we should do that, let's try this other thing, and the Emperor's like, okay, fine, do that. It, it's like Satan is, has a different role than I realize. Satan's a little more uh, esteemed by the Emperor to do his own thing yeah. than it seemed initially, where Satan was doing nothing but the bidding of the Emperor. I, I think Satan is still, based on the next line, which is, your will is my will, your majesty. 
you know. Yes. I think he's still subservient and loyal, but this shows that the emperor ch- trusts his judgment. That's that's it. Yeah. That's more it. He's like he's not just like a slave that's gone to yeah. do something. He he is the emperor is trusting way. enough of Saitan yeah. to let him have discretion. Right. In this matter, which is a very important very important matter. <laughs> yes, it seems. Right. So yeah. it's like yeah, like the emperor is still the ultimate authority, but Saitan has shown enough loyalty and competency mm-hmm. that where he's like, I'll just let you decide. That's that's right. cool. I mean, that's different from most um, yeah of video games. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, Well, then allow me to. And then the emperor says, Wait a moment. And this is where it suggests to me. As Saitan is telepathically projecting his image into this little psychedelic plane, mm-hmm. the Emperor is also doing that. Because it's like, wait a moment, I see. And then Saitan's like, yes, like what's mm-hmm. going on? As where he just you was told are, something. Right, like, because he's not seeing where the Emperor is. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yes, what's going on? The Emperor says, their judgment has been handed down. So he's just gotten a report about the Elder's judgment which was the Gazelle ministry we mm. saw from last episode. And Saiten says, well, what is it then? And the emperor says, a purge. So that's where that cuts away from that scene. Right. Which we had seen before, right, where they were going to purge the... The lambs. The, the lambs, Well, yeah. particularly in Kislev. In Kislev, yeah. And then this is when we cut to the scene with the Gebler preparations for this purge that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Ellie is a commanding officer of that yeah. Gebler, those Gebler pilots. And they have a a commanding officer there explaining um, what they're going to do. Their team is going to be in charge of escorting a ship, a battleship called the Hecht, as it goes in and and targets something. But they're not being told what the target is. Yes. And And Ellie's like, like, what what am I supposed to do? Why would we not be told what the target is? That makes no sense. We can't respond quickly to commands if we're not aware of the objective. And he's like, don't worry about it. You don't need to know this. All you have to do mm. is protect the hecht. That's it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, she's like really like tore up about this. And so as they're leaving, and you know those you know guys under her command are bantering back and forth as they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I hate hysterical women and saying all these things. She's like, excuse I can't me, like believe. <laughs> like they're they're portraying Solaris as this place where they're all like above everyone and they're all technologically superior but it's also like a really it seems like a really authoritarian or like a totalitarian kind of system where it's mm-hmm. like it seems like a nazi kind of thing yeah. you know sure and there's many illusions b- but to that. the subordinates are allowed to just talk back to their <laughs> commanding officer with no repercussions like well, that it's incredible <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple layers to this one is that these guys are the low class citizens they're like the third they class they did mention that one of them from solaris so that means his name uh, I think it's Rank who says it. Yeah, Rank. Yeah. But um, they, they have. He mentions that they have their origins in the lambs. Yes. So they are people They're who were brought to yeah. Solaris, and their descendants and of descendants lambs. of them. Yeah. So they share DNA with the lambs. Yeah. Whereas Ellie is like a purebred, pure Solarian. Right. right. So not only that. So they're they're of a little bit lower rank. They're a little bit more. What do you want to call it? Um, Rude, I guess, not as like formal, I guess. But on top of this, their brains have all been screwed over from taking drive. <laughs> oh, so true. These particular They're soldiers druggies. are 
a little screwy because they're addicted to drive and and it's it's messed mm-hmm. with them and like they're kind of they're kind of psycho dudes, right? Like, mm-hmm. but because they went through the whole like Ugand program, yeah. which not like all Solarians do. It's just like the military. So there's a couple of levels to that as, as to why these guys are the way they are that <laughs> I think makes sense. But as she's explaining to them that she's not going to follow this order if the order is to just murder all the lambs, kill them all. Yeah, Rank brings up I, that doesn't make sense. Like we. Yeah, he's Third like, class I get how you, citizens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like the line here. It's a, again a very as uh, as you know type of. Oh line. yes. Rank says, yes, even yes. though we are called Solarians, we are the third class citizens or worker bees. Like yes, everyone in the room Explaining knows that. Rank. Ellie, yes, thank you. <laughs> Ellie and everyone else knows that. You're just telling yes. us the audience that. But anyways. The point is, is that he explains, we have our origins in the lambs. If we were to object, you know, that might make some amount of sense. But you shouldn't. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> what, your dad is a high-ranking, like, officer. Yes. Yeah. You're like, you come from a good family. You're a purebred Solarian. You're like at the top of the food chain of the society. Why do you care about lambs? And so she's kind of just passes that off. Whatever, I'm just, I'm not going to murder people. They're humans like us, right? So anyways, they're like, all right, whatever. But like, as long as, you know, you don't make it harder for us, as long as we, you know, complete our objective, like whatever. Right. Um, so nice little scene there. We're seeing Ellie develop a little bit as a character. Yeah. Uh, in these scenes and the conflict she's having inside of herself. Um, from that scene, we cut back to... Um, a few more rounds in the battling arena. Um, just more. It's like the fighting. semifinals. Yeah, you go through a, a couple the, of different. The like, one three that I found there. Um, the hardest before uh, Spiel. Spiel. What is um, before? Uh, what's his name? Sorry, Rico's. Oh, Steer is Steer. Yeah, is um, the wheel one, the fire wheel yeah. thing. That thing was a pain in the butt. Messing you up. <laughs> I think it was the first time I actually died because I was knocking them all out before that. And then all oh, of a sudden lost, that thing showed lost up. I was around. like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, get a few more fights. But then, and I was a, a little confused by this. Hammer makes a very, very strong suggestion to the player to save the game before leaving the battling arena. He's like, yeah. don't you think you should go to the memory block and save? Usually they do it in a different way. It's funny that they yeah. had Hammer, they had an in-game character tell you to do that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Uh, to use the memory block, which is like a diegetic piece of the world. Those memory blocks are not just save points. They, they're they like physically present. They use them in the game. And this yeah. will be a thing we'll probably talk about a lot later. But mm-hmm. he's like pointing to the save point, mm-hmm. calling it the memory whatever block or whatever. Sure. Shouldn't you go record your progress in the memory block? Faye's like, all right. But usually they do that in games when you're coming to a boss or Where something you, won't you could be lose able to, to save, yeah. and you need to save progress so ah, that you don't I lose some progress. I was we just had tons of cutscenes, and we just had tons cut of cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you probably want to save here because yeah. you might die. Is yeah. usually what happens there. But you end up just fighting the cloaked mystery man, who whether you win or not in that fight, it goes the same way. You can't get a game over from that scene. Right. Oh, that's true. Actually, that's true. So I don't understand. It just takes a long time, but that doesn't matter. I don't understand I don't why Hammer is, or the developer is mm-hmm. so 
maybe originally they were going to make it possible to game over against yeah. Mystery Man, I, and that ended up just not being the case. But hmm. when you're done with this whole scene, which we will go through now, you wake up next to a save point anyways. Hmm. So it's like you can't game over in the scene. They give you a save right after the scene. Why is Hammer so insistent that you actually save here? Is a little weird. Interesting. But the scene with Mystery Man here is full of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yep. So you're going into the final round, the, to the championship round. It's going to be against Rico and his... Uh, he's the champion, right? So against his uh, gear. And their they're, hammer is like, we should, you know, um, really prepare the gear to make sure it's yeah. really ready to go. because Rico gets the best, like, the most expensive Parts kind of... Uh, yeah, things to, you know, put on the, his... His gear. Gear. Whereas yeah. we, ours is like kind of lightweight and doesn't yeah. have all the, the stuff that we need. Yeah, so it's yeah. like we should tune this up as much as we can if you're going to have any chance to actually beat Rico's yeah. gear. And so Mystery Man shows up to teach Faye a lesson about yes. uh, relying too much on brute strength in, yeah. in this kind of thing. It's kind of a, a little bit of a tropey sort of anime um, Right, because anime is all about a young moment. A young, it's usually not always. Usually about like a young kid going to fight a bigger yeah. thing, and you can't just be brute strength. You got to be precise, and you got to like do and your strategy and, and the right timing and all that. Yeah, know the weakness. He says a funny thing though. Uh, Mystery Man says, uh, "In the opportune moment, you you you, you <laughs> shove your fist into the fissure, into the fissure. or something like that <laughs> into his fissure." It was a. Uh, <laughs> It was um, another one of those tinkering with his junk. Yes, type of it was lines. just like that. It was just like a tinkering <laughs> with your junk line. It was great. But um, yeah, so he he eventually reveals his name here. His name is Wiseman. Yeah. So Wiseman shows up and he's you know taunting or talking down, being a bit condescending to Faye about this whole situation. Yeah, he ends up attacking him, and Faye's like, "Whoa, you're for real? You're actually going to fight me?" He's like, "Yes, like I'm mm. going to kill you if you don't fight back." So. <laughs> You fight him, and again, whether you win or lose this battle, it proceeds exactly the same. So it oh, okay, matter. good to know. Um, there is no change in what happens. At the end of that fight, Faye says, that's the same technique as me. Like, how come? Like, he's, how are you using the same fighting techniques that I use? Right. So, Mystery Man's hint or advice about how to fight Rico is a bit... Um, Tropey in the like, uh, what's the word for it? The the type of anime that this is for shonen. boys. Shonen. Yeah. The, in the shonen anime yeah. way, it's it's a little tropey. Mm -hmm. And I was a little disappointed that he's not actually giving practical advice that could be put to use in the actual fight against Steer. Like mm. it would have been cool if he like gave you some technique or something that you then actually apply and use against Rico in the fight. And that allows uh, yeah. you to like break it. I would have rather seen that. Yeah, me too. Me it's too. a bit of a nitpick, but whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Faye then asks him again, why does he have the same fighting style? And, and how he knows his name. Because mm -hmm. in the tournament in Ava, he had actually he known his name. name. Yeah. So Wiseman then reveals that he was the one who brought Faye to Lahan three years ago. Yeah. Um, if... You hadn't picked up on that based on his clothing and haven't right. seen that in the cutscene in Lahan when it shows him. That's right, it's kind of optional, right? If you hadn't seen that, this is where he reveals it up front. Mm -hmm. Like, I was the one who brought you there. I did this at your father's request. 
uh, and that he and his father were students at the same yeah. academy, the same dojo, whatever you want to call sure, it. They yeah. trained in the same art, the same martial art together, the same school. Um, and he also reveals the names of Faye's parents. So Khan well, is his father. Yes. Karen is his mother. And um, Faye, he's surprised to, to see that we don't know this stuff. Yes. He's like, well, I suppose in your mingled state you would have forgotten. But, but Wiseman, Wiseman, right? Yeah. He did not realize that we had amnesia, yeah, that we he didn't, didn't remember. Know. He had mm-hmm. no idea. And I feel like once he learned that we had amnesia, he stops being so hard on us. Yes. He stops being so mean <laughs> and so like, like just pushy. Pushy, and, yeah, yeah. And just like, what's wrong with you? Uh, and he he kind of becomes a, a little more approachable of a person. Yeah, and willing to explain more. And, yes, yes. Yeah. And he explains quite a bit here. Yeah, a lot of things. So he, he reveals the names of his parents. He tells him that uh, his mother died when he was really young. Young, yeah. Um, that she was very beautiful. Um, uh, he also reveals that Graf took Faye away at a young age. So Graf had took Faye away from his family. Mm. And Khan had been pursuing Graf to get Faye back. Um, and that he recruited Wiseman. Khan reviewed, re- recruited Wiseman to help him do that. Right. So Khan and Wiseman were both searching for Graf and Faye and working together to try to get Faye back. Yeah. And then it was three years ago, right, right before Wiseman brought him to Lahan Village, that Khan had confronted Graf that we saw in the cutscene mm-hmm. um, that, that of, of uh, Graf and Red-Haired Warrior and Khan facing each mm-hmm. other, right? Um, so then we have this dialogue from Wiseman. He says, you and Khan were wounded badly. I have no idea what happened between you two and Graf. By then, Graf had already gone. I don't know why, but probably he was driven away by Khan. Mm. So he's saying Khan, he's, he's guessing Khan had fought Graf off. And because they were both injured, right? Yeah. Because we saw that initial part of that cutscene and they were fine. And then he comes afterwards and they're both like injured. Yeah. So from that point, Khan had decided to continue pursuing Graf, right? Uh, and, and he left Wiseman to care for Faye. Hmm. So that's where Wiseman took Faye to Lahan village, presumably to hide him from Graf or something, yeah. while Khan continued pursuing Graf after that. And so then Faye asks why he did that. Why would Khan keep going after him? And Wiseman says, I don't even know. Just that he said it was not only for the sake of his son, but also for the sake of the world. That that man had to be disposed of. He added that if something were to happen to him, I would have to take care of the rest. I have, I have not heard or seen him since. I see, or heard, I have not seen or heard from him since. Yeah. So hmm. Wiseman does not know where Khan is. Wiseman does not know if Khan is alive, but he knows that should he fail in stopping Graf, hmm. that it becomes Wiseman's responsibility to pursue yes. Graf at that point. And he also infers, because we tell him, we're like, oh, we know that Graf Joker. He's, like, always getting in our business. Yeah. Um, then Weissman's like, so you've met him personally and you exactly. remember it. That means that your father must not have been yeah. able to dispose of him. Right. So now, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what happens after this. But theoretically, Weissman should now be 
helping us to kill Graf, kill Graf. if that's even what we're trying right. to do. I don't even mm -hmm. know. And so he leaves to yeah. go do that. He's like, I gotta go find your dad, basically. Yeah. Like, I gotta find out what happened here. Right. And then Saitan steps up, again, having just kind of sat there in the background the whole time, observing, kind of like he did with Graf in the first place. Remember yes. that scene yeah. where he's like standing there and he's just and he's watching just them watching. talk to each other. He doesn't try to interrupt, doesn't try to interfere, doesn't try to do anything, just yeah. lets it happen. He kind of does the same thing here. And then yeah, he just steps forward. What a mysterious person. Yeah, what is, is this the second time you've met him? <laughs> 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 I never know what Saitan already knows or not. I know, and they've done a very <laughs> good job of that. It's in the so game. hard to read, like, is he genuinely surprised mm -hmm. by this? Because mm -hmm. he has been genuinely surprised once or twice, or at least it seems that way. But then other times, he knows exactly, and he's letting it happen because it's all part of the plan. <laughs> right. So, anyways. But, but with this one, so... No, okay, no, this can still work. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's right. Okay, we're good. Okay. We're good. I'm just so, thinking. I'm just thinking. After that scene, you fight against Rico. You become the champ. Um, his guys try to uh, suggest you were cheating. There's no way you could have yeah, won. Yeah, but Rico's like, hey, he's he like, won fair and square. Stop embarrassing me further by like yes. doing that. Like, he won. Shut up. Yeah, I have some things yeah. to do and I'm leaving. And they're like, we'll come with you. And he's like, no, F off. I'm, I need to go do this by myself. They show Rico's a very uh, principled very principled person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, and so it's like, okay, like Hammer was going to try and step up and defend Faye, and those guys were going to, and he's like, yeah. they're, they're both just like, stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Faye wins. I forfeit, or not forfeit, but I lost. And I'm going to go do something else now. And then you get a scene with Rico um, where he goes up to his gear and he's looking at it. And um, he says, Steer, this is the last. Hang in there with me. And then and it kind of like uh, uh, the text sort of flashes on the screen. Get him myself. Now, this might have been kind of hard to... I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because there's another scene with Dominia, the first element that we meet. And we'll come back to that in a second. Oh, but I want to connect yeah. this to the scene after that. When, you, when you're in the champ's room, because you're the new champ yes. now, right? And, and Rue uh, Cohen is there explaining all of this. She says... After the finals league, during the group league bouts, his gear, being Rico's gear, went out of control. The out of control gear crashed into the Kaiser's box seat and was damaged. Nothing has been heard from the former champion, Ricardo, and no one has seen him since the incident. So, Rico, it seems, tried to assassinate tried to the kill. Kaiser. Yeah. As soon as he was no longer champion, he's like, that's... I don't know. I have my responsibility to this is over. I'm going to go kill Kaiser Sigmund. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like the first thing he tries to do, and he it, it was a failed attempt, and he yeah. took off. Um, and then she also mentions if just, they catch him, they'll just put him back in D block. Right, <laughs> and he's been in D block for who knows how long. <laughs> so she also mentions just as a, an aside at the end, we were able to take some very good data. Oh, of course. So yes, yes. that just was like Satan was talking. Right. They, they wanted to collect the data yeah, from the They needed that data. I don't really okay. get that. Okay, so we'll come back to Rico and Faye in a second. But first we get another scene with the Gebler. And um, they're kind of uh, walking through some hangars and things like that. And, you know, th these are all the ships that are going to be used in this purge. And they're kind of talking about it. But then a new character, Dominia, uh, shows up. Um, and she is one of 
the current elements. So we had talked about in a previous episode that Saitan and Sig or Sigurd and Ramses yeah. were part of the the former former elements. Yeah, former elements. Dominia is one of the current yeah. elements. So she she walks in. She starts talking to Ellie. It's cordial, it seems. You know, mm-hmm. there's not really like much of a rivalry or anything like that between them. They're just talking like comrades, right? Not necessarily friends, but right. And and so Ellie's like, okay, what's the target? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it is. Tell me, <laughs> please. <laughs> and and Dominia's like, well. That's classified or whatever, but I don't right. see the harm in it. I um, <laughs> so funny how games do this. Um, it's this generator, um, or like, a, like a, what is nuclear it reactor? It's, a it's reactor. like a reactor yeah. or something in Kislev, and it's in the eastern sector. Um, and and she mentions that it was that reactor was left there by an ancient civilization. Mm. So this wasn't like lamb technology. This is technology the okay. lambs inherited at some point sure, they by developing around it in Kislev, hmm. right? So she's basically saying when we attack that reactor, it's basically gonna wipe out Kislev It'll or explode. leave any part of it that isn't destroyed uninhabitable for hundreds years, of years. Yeah, of hundreds years. of years, yeah. So they're gonna just like completely take out Kislev. Just wipe out the whole place. And that this is an order from uh, the Gazel Ministry, that, that purge, right, uh, of the lambs. So Dominia also mentions um, a term called the gatekeeper. She says that, that the lambs have the gatekeeper. Uh, this is also something that the Gazel Ministry said in their dialogue. I'm going to kind of yes, bring yes. it back to that um, really quick. Let me just control F to find gate. Keeper. Okay, so one of the Gazelle uh, guys had said, although we do not know which route it flowed from, we're fortunate the gatekeeper was activated. So in the context of the conversation, we have no idea what the freak he mm-hmm. means by that, but it was right. just a mention of this gatekeeper earlier. And Dominia is clarifying a little bit that Kislev has control of this. The original gate is controlled by those vulgar lambs. This land barrier was made by our predecessors. The lambs are trying to destroy the gate. Are you going to allow that? Later on, she says, they would pillage and loot our world without or acting as if they owned it. And that's probably true. So whatever this gatekeeper is, they haven't specified it yet in Mm -hmm. the story, but whatever it is, it would allow, it seems, lambs to get to Solaris. Yeah, so there's a gate... That is the, yeah, the passageway from... The passageway, because Solaris yeah. is protected by like a like an energy field, right? But there must be a gate. So there's a gate yeah. on the surface that allows mm-hmm. them to get there. It's the gatekeeper is in Kislev. Gazel Ministry is aware of this. Right. They're going to purge Kislev because of it. They're like, we don't know how this gatekeeper got there. Mm-hmm. But in their conversation, it's fortunate that we don't know which which flow it came from or something like that, right? But it's yeah, fortunate that was activated because now we know where it is and we know that Kislev has it. Purge time, right? Let's okay. just wipe them out. And so that's what this entire operation is about. They're just going to mm. go take out Kislev because they don't want lambs getting into Solaris. Yes. So Ellie responds to her 
by saying that Dominia was originally a land dweller herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait a minute, you came from the surface, didn't you? <laughs> Dominia is not happy. This is where she turns sour. This is where she gets pissed. Now she hates Ellie. Before <laughs> she was very matter of fact and just, you know, cordial in the conversation. Yeah. As soon as Ellie mentions, you're a surface dweller, don't you freaking say that to me. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Right? I was chosen by the commander. Don't look at me the same as those stupid lambs. Yep, yep. Now, clear, clearly she's been through the same brainwashing program that Sig- Sigurd mentioned earlier, right? Because he, yeah. he went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. He yep. was taken, he was brainwashed, and then became an element. Yeah, a high level, yeah. So clearly Dominia has gone through the same process. Yeah. She's fully immersed in the brainwashed yes. way of thinking. So anyways, interesting stuff. She's like, I'm, I'm going to show you pure Solarians, you know, what I can do. I'm going to show you that I'm, you know... Loyal yeah. or that I belong here. And yeah. she walks away. And then that's when we come back to Rue Cohen in the, the champ's room. But from there, she basically says, um, by the way, Kaiser Sigmund wants to talk to you. Right, so yeah. So at some point, you know, make your way to Central District and go talk to him. Um, and then, of course, mentioned that R- Rico had tried to, like, assassinate yeah, yeah. him, basically. Um. So Saiten basically in, informs Faye at that point, like, you know, we can't stay here, but we can't leave without the Valtal. So we got to find right. a way to get that thing back. Right. And it's like, well, we do need to go talk to Kaiser Sigmund. So like maybe an opportunity to get it back will arise in doing that. So the, the, you're allowed at this point to kind of explore. And you can either go to Central District. You can District, go to the other, yes. Yeah, yeah or you can districts. go to A Block. Yeah, and kind of like, did you do that? I did, and I thought that a I thought it was going to look quite different from the prison block. I yeah. assumed the prison block looks that way because it's where all the prisoners live, and it's just a gloomy yeah. kind of you know. No, the whole city is. <laughs> but once I went to A Block, and I was like, oh, everything's like this. This is just the, <laughs> the whole, whole place. city is industrialized. Yes, and yeah. Filthy. Yes, and, and very dirty and very covered in steam and uh, yeah pollutants and. And it's all, everything's just gray yeah. and brown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. No, that was fun. I like being there's there. A, there's a couple of kind of interesting things that you can learn in A Block. I think I'll save that for next episode. Um, okay. If I want to talk about any of that kind of stuff. Um, but the important thing is going to Central District and uh, meeting with the Kaiser. Yeah. Now, a couple cool things you can do inside of here before you do that. If you go down the stairs to the right of the elevator, um, there's like a family. They're, they're kind of like in a kitchen area and there's a little girl and a, like a mother and a, maybe like a grandmother. I can't remember what the relation of the other woman is there. But they're kind of talking about my dad, you know, has been gone in the war for a long time. Mm-hmm. The wife mentions my husband. When is he coming back? There's a guy standing right outside the door who's pacing around and he's like, he's like, oh, how do I tell the family? Like, why does this is have this to... Is this where the chicken... Yeah, the chickens yes. are running around. Okay, I did see It's them. like in the same hallway where yes. these chickens are running around and, and this, this like, woman's trying to dinner. collect... That's the, dinner. Trying to we collect the chickens. This yeah. guy's just sitting there like, how do I tell the family that yes. their freaking dad's dead? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's another example of just kind of this uh, kind of recurring somber, like uh, depressing nature to this game, right? Yes. Just, and the thing I yeah. love about the NPCs in this game is they feel almost more than any other game of this era that I can remember to have, they're not just there as conduits to direct you to yes. the spot. 
They they're seem, separate. You don't need to. You don't need them technically. They have their own lives. They just fill the world. They're doing yeah. their own stuff. Yeah, that's they're cool. concerned about their own problems. Mm -hmm. They question authority. They like. Mm -hmm. They're real human beings. It's really cool the way that all of them are written. Um, yeah. I love the way NPCs are handled in this game. So some cool stuff like that. Some uh, y there's a little kind of mini game with like a like a crane that you have to like avoid or like dodge a bunch of stuff so you can use it to get a treasure chest over yes, here. Yes, I remember trying that. That was that was kind of difficult it's, for me. It's tough. It's <laughs> and I tough. was trying to jump on the things. A platforming in an RPG that's not, not built to be a platformer best is very hard. Thing. Yeah. And I was falling left that's, and right. That's only going to get worse. <laughs> so get ready for that. But oh, there's a guy hiding back there behind the crate. It's like, don't tell him yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I could see him. Yeah, yeah. Like, please, just like, get away. Like, <laughs> just let him, just don't let anyone know I'm here. Right? This funny dialogue and funny yeah. NPC stuff going on. Uh, there's funny. another room you can go into where they have a model of a giant, like, uh, like airplane or like airship kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and all the soldiers are like, oh, this is the Goliath. This is like uh, yes. our new, uh, they talk about the Goliath, like, yeah. you know, powerful weapon that we're going to use against Ave. Right. And, you know, this could end the war kind of a thing. So a little bit of foreshadowing there mm. on this Goliath machine. So that was pretty cool. And then you go up to the Kaiser's room. Um, and as he's, basically, he, he just comes right out and says, hey, um, I'd like to ally with you, if you're cool with that. And then Rico just drops in the room. <laughs> he just fell. We saw him earlier. We saw yeah, a little he, thing where he's like, this looks pretty good. Oh, it's locked. Oh, let's do this. And he like climbs up some pipes and you just, into it, it was just a short little cutscene. Yep. But it almost seemed, it showed Rico to be a little bit clumsy. Yep. A little bit um, like spur of the moment, like kind of yeah. spacey. You he know? doesn't have a plan. He does not, clearly <laughs> does not have a plan. But he's after Kaiser. He's still trying to assassinate him, I guess. Yeah. And he fell through the ceiling. And he's like, well, he's that like, didn't go right. Yeah. See ya. Crap. And he tries to run away. And it's like, and, dude, you can't. He's, he's done for. Kaiser Sigmund's like, he's not here with you, is he? He's like, oh, no. We're like, no. No, no. We had no idea about this. And so you go running after him. And there's, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but there's a door on the other side of the hallway that is originally... Sigmund's wife's room. Yes, and I was curious as to what it was for a while, but that's and the guards are like, and he, he this is kind of like we're talking about this FFA, is the funniest thing where I it's know. like um, like a kid thought of this kind yes, of thing, right? Yes, yes. Hey, uh, the Kaiser wants Kaiser you. Kaiser wants to see you. Oh, really? Okay. Let's go. And they just and leave. It's like, but wait, should we just leave this place totally unguarded? It's like, it doesn't matter. Uh, only the Kaiser and his wife can actually go in there. And it's, it's like, like some kind of DNA yes. reader or something then like that. Then why are they Why there are they guarding the it? <laughs> I know. Right? And yeah, also, why funny. are they, how would they not know the description of the person who was the alleged assassinator or mm. attempted assassination on Kaiser earlier. I know he's so he's got such um, recognizable features. <laughs> he's like the only person who looks like Blanca in the in whole Blanca, world. Blanca, <laughs> exactly. He is straight up Blanca. <laughs> I remember thinking that. Anyways, oh, man. a little silly that scene, right? But it's fine. Yeah. Um, the point is that the door has some kind of DNA reader, yes. and Rico and it opens for opens him. it. Yes, and yeah. goes inside. Yes, and the scene that we see here is really good. Yeah, it's super <laughs> interesting. Because it takes him to a different place. It, it shows his childhood, and he looked yeah. a little different as a He as was a kid. like a normal kid. Yeah, he seemed right? to be. Mm -hmm. mm. And and he sort of turned 
into Slowly. a demi-human as he got older. Yeah. And the kids started to notice these differences in him. Yeah, they started making fun of him. And they were making fun of him, and, and he was hated, and his mother yeah. was sick and she was trying to take care of him while like sheltering him from all this hate. Yeah. But she dies when he was young and he's left totally alone mm -hmm. in this world where everyone hates him. And from there we don't know what happened to him but he ended up in D-Block. Yeah. And he's yeah. been living there as a demi-human ever since. Right. Now, he's like, why am I remembering this all now? Like what brought yeah. this on? He doesn't even remember his own childhood it seems. Mm -hmm. And he's confused by this but like he's reminded of it while being in the Kaiser's wife's Chambers. Well, he mentions a smell. He says, "I yeah. there's a familiar scent to yeah. the room. Right. Yeah. So we're going to learn more about this, obviously, later. Um, I, I do want to, unfortunately, let people know playing this for the first time. Mm. Rico is a little bit of a Freya situation. Oh, and sure. that is that Freya started on a really strong arc in Final Fantasy oh, IX and kind of, kind of gets yeah. dropped. Hmm. Rico kind of goes through a similar thing. It's like it starts really promising and mm. interesting and good mysteries, but after a certain point, Rico is kind of forgotten in the story. Hmm. So it's an unfortunate thing. I wish that they had, again, had more time to really finish the game properly, right? Um, but yeah. just be aware of that so that you don't have this tremendous sense of disappointment when <laughs> this doesn't go anywhere really. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just want to let you all know yeah. that. Um, the, the implication, however, because yeah. he asks, he says, is my is my dad a demi-human? To his mother. And his yeah. mother doesn't really answer. Answer the question. Like, eh. um, because I guess there's a genetic component to why people become demi-humans. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and so, well, I don't know how this all works out, but somehow he's you know, obviously related to the Kaiser. Well, when you, when you come out of the room, uh, Kaiser, yeah, he's asked right him to be he's arrested. Like, How did you get in there? Right. Yeah. But then he's like, he sort of he himself goes, goes like, it, it couldn't, that be. couldn't be, right? Yeah, he has Which a satan moment. Now, I want to show you uh, a picture, the portrait of Kaiser Sigmund, real quick, and just see if you notice anything when you look at it more closely. Is he a beast man? Well, just look at his portrait and let me know if you see anything in it. Can we get closer on this? Do you notice anything? Uh, he has some about pointy him? ears. He has extremely pointed ears. So he is. Faye a... doesn't. Sighton doesn't. Okay. No other humans have. Right. But Rico does. Ears. I noticed that. Rico, Rico does. does. He looks, in most ways here, totally normal. Yes. Except for his, I mean, like Legend of Zelda level pointed yeah, ears. Yeah, very, very tall. <laughs> Huge pointed yeah. ears. So he, before he became Kaiser, had a girlfriend. <laughs> well, a wife. Well, but, but the kid doesn't remember her and they didn't live together. Right, they didn't, but it was his wife. Ah, uh, okay, so I assumed that because they were separate and that she was not supposed you, to be known. When you go back into the Kaiser's room, there's like an attendant there. Mm -hmm. And when you speak with him, he, he mentions the Kaiser's wife disappeared or ran away. Um, oh. and, and, and that no one has been allowed to go in that room. I get it. The Kaiser's room. That two guards are always guarding. Yeah. Like yeah. since then. It's like he's kept uh. all of her stuff, but like. Interesting. She disappeared or went away, and, and the Kaiser has always thought about her every day since then. Mm. So like she left at some point. 
Well, that's with that's very interesting. The boy, with the boy. <laughs> yeah. To raise him to be a poor little prisoner <laughs> while she died. Poor. While she died before. Yeah. I wonder what motivated her to do such a thing. We'll hopefully find out, <laughs> but who knows? I can't remember precisely how much deeper we get into this. I just remember that it's they don't go all the way through with this yeah. art. You you brought up the orphan thing in Block D though. Or you brought up that he was an orphan and then went to Block D somehow. They do have an orphanage. The the yes. Nissan does. Not not Ethos, but Nissan but has it's an in, orphanage. It's in D Block. Mm-hmm. Why is why are there a bunch of unaccompanied young little girls in the prisoner block in D block where the prisoners that's are good question. that are mostly male <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question I'm just wondering that I remember thinking that I didn't bring it up last time but it for some reason I was walking around and I was like oh this is where all the prisoners sketchy. are and I come in as a bunch of little girls and I was like 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 five-year-old girls like, it's a very sketchy thing I am very um, I don't really want to ask questions this. but why are they here that yeah. is very that is very strange that's a good thing to bring up so after that, we basically where I said to play up to was just after the the um, cutscenes with Hammer take him prisoner this. basically. So oh, where we could Hammer save. has some cutscenes. Yeah. yeah, the first opportunity to get to save after yeah. that, which is Hammer he's says, like, "Hey, I want to to see you. I found the well tall." And yes. he's like, "Shut up! Why are you I saying know, this out loud?" Dude. <laughs> Hammer's so bad. And he's like, "What? I found it. I found it. He's like, yeah. Be quiet! Like, stop saying this out loud, man!" Like, so we go to a place. <laughs> I believe we go to a place it's, that I had discovered previously when I was. It's a block going around, like a rooftop in a block. I think. Was it where the they rooftop? go to discuss? Okay. okay. I thought it was inside someone's house, but we'll we'll do that next time. Well, because you can jump in through the chimney. Did you yes, do that? I wish yeah. I had done before. Oh, okay, so but, you had done that already. But I thought that when we met, we went to that place. But I guess. Oh uh, yeah. I suppose not. That's interesting. I guess you could have done that before. You could yeah. have gone into that house and talked to. Yeah. The doctor and whatever that. That's yes, the that. doctor. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe we'll get into that next time. But uh, that cutscene on top of that house, they start to make their preliminary plans. Yes, because there's two ways. It's uh, the Veltal stored underneath the battle arena, which is huge, by the way. Yeah, how does the massive. city have that big of an open space <laughs> battle arena? Crazy. Yeah. But um, underneath it is Veltal, and there's a train that goes there. And yeah. Then, or there's like a tunnel from there. From arena. the battle arena. Yeah. It's like, and well, that's like the closed only two off ways. after yeah. the assassination attempt on the Kaiser. They're not doing any bad ones. Yeah, yeah. So we can't go that way. So I guess we'll have to go the, the supply the route. The train. The supply train. Yeah. The train. Go the route of the supply train to get down into there. But they're like, how do we do that? We don't even know the times that the trains are going and right. all this stuff. It's like, well, you know, we have Hammer, time to figure this out. Figure it out, yeah. Like, you know, we don't have to go now. Like, right, yeah. Let's do some, uh, you know, some, in, let's, let's gather some intelligence on this yes. and figure it out. And that's where we left off for for this week. So that's the end of this uh, play session. Um, Final thoughts. I I really like the Kislev uh, sequence of the game quite a lot. Um, I don't like the city as much as I liked uh, Bledovic. Yeah. That was a cool, that was something city. else, man. Yeah. But it's technically a bigger city, and there is quite a bit to do there. It just doesn't feel as fun. On yeah. purpose, they designed it that way. Right. It's a glum. It's not a fun place to be. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a good it was a good playtime. There's um there's definitely kind of a share. I don't know how how shared it is. Uh, there's a sentiment online that mm. that uh, Kislev is the area of the game where the pacing starts to get a little slow or rough or okay. something. 
I don't feel that way. Not ha- at having, the moment. Having played this, uh, assuming, this time. assuming we're, we're we'll be done with it soon. <laughs> I, I thought it was great. I, I don't know how much longer this carries on. I think, but at the moment, it's fine. I think yeah. some of that probably comes from just how many times you go back and forth from the battling arena to sleep, oh, and sure. then go back again, and then just go to sleep. Yeah, again. you should have been able to sleep at the arena. There should be some like little I don't or know, just like a place. I don't know to pass the time. I think it's fun. A, gr- a green room because the battles are very short. It's not like this sure, takes sure. a tremendous amount of time. Yeah, I didn't mind it either. I don't think it hurts the pacing of the game. Personally, I think there's a lot of huge reveals um, in this section of the game. New mysteries presented. Mm-hmm. Um, new character with Rico that has an interesting dynamic with Faye. I think it's all really well done. I, no, me too. I, I think the kids love section of the game. Basically everything up to the point we played so far has been perfectly paced in my opinion. And I ended up playing even a little further past this and... Um, it gets better. Yeah. So it just gets better. I have no here. issues with, with this. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of. Oh, what's the next What's the next stopping point? point? Let's find that out right now. All right. So I've debated how to say this without spoiling anything. And I, this is what I've arrived at. Play up to a point where Faye seems to be on some kind of frigate in the middle of the ocean <laughs> having a conversation with a character that I'm not going to say. <laughs> he seems to be out in the middle of the ocean with somebody. Okay. And the first save point you get after the conversation he has with her. Cool. Done. Uh, okay. You're on this like frigate thing, out in the middle of the ocean. They have a long conversation and then, and then they cut away from that scene. The first chance you get to save, that's the spot. That's the spot, okay? Sounds that's good. where you want us to stop for next episode. Thank you for watching. We appreciate everyone uh, in your support of the channel. We hope that you're enjoying this as much as we're enjoying making it. And we will see you next week. Peace out.